0: Hello, listener, and welcome to episode 10 of Presidents and Assholes. Hello, Melissa.
1: Hello, Lauren.
0: How are you feeling today? I feel great. Are you happy to be back in action?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, listener, so much has happened since we last talked. Um, we I got a promotion at work. That's um, true. I got a boyfriend. <laughs> we, Lauren and I... Live together. And moved in together. <laughs> Cause <laughs> why not?
0: We're talking to you from our new podcast room. It's beautiful. Official room just for you, listener. Um, we do apologize, listener. We realize it's been uh, quite some time since yeah. we last spoke to you, and it's not you; it's us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and well, it, it might be you a little. Yeah. Uh, we have some housekeeping to do housekeeping i was reading an email oh no and you might be wondering why i'm not calling it fan mail (gasps) as there's a lot of hate mail oh no i think we need to address it though oh my gosh starting off with mail yeah we're starting off with some hate mail i'm not even i need a drink for this um first i'm going to read an email from yoda m okay and they write dear assholes generally i enjoy your podcast (gasps) listening to your unique take on nation's leader has been a pleasant experience however oh no caps locked a comment broke up near the end of this week's episode episode nine a chicken in every podcast (gasps) has brought serious caps locked again doubt as to whether or not you take your duties as researchers seriously Near the end of the episode, you were discussing whether or not Sesame Street characters are Muppets, which, sorry, Melissa, they are, of course. But then, Lauren, you made the caps-locked outrageous claim that Jedi Master Yoga was a Muppet as well. And that is simply not true. (gasps) Yes, it is true that Frank Oz provided the voice and was the main puppeteer for both Master Yoda and the famous Muppet, Ms. Piggy. And yes, Jim Henson did serve as consultant during Empire Strikes Back, but the Yoda puppet was completely designed and built by Stuart Freeborn specifically for George Lucas's special effects company, Industrial Light and Magic, not for the Henson Company. Then Yoda proceeds to put in a um, copy-pasted comment from wikipedia a paragraph a the passage source of here. truth. quote a popular misconception is that yoda is a muppet based on the involvement of oz the characters existed as a puppet vocal similarity to oz's portrayal of the muppet grover and false assumption that jim henson company or even jim henson himself built the character however he has been he had been built by henson the more realistic yoda would technically qualify as a creature rather than a muppet we're back to Yoda M speaking now. Ah. Your lack of attention to detail has left me deeply disturbed and I will be unsubscribing from your so called quote podcast. Sincerely number one Yoda fan. Warren, I cannot believe you've brought this scandal
1: and this stain to what has otherwise been just like a well researched yeah podcast.
0: See that's the thing. I want to address a couple things. Not that it matters because Yoda M no longer listens. So. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, but we should be good. able to defend ourselves. Yeah, and we can speak freely because they're never gonna hear this. So um the fact that you made it nine episodes and thought that we were factually based research <laughs> is kind of on you. <laughs> like, yeah. this is the first thing you think is untrue. I think at the end of most episodes, especially episode one, we were like, don't write your research papers based off this because this is, this is really poorly done. Um, also, when they say I'm unsubscribing from your so-called quote podcast... I just need to address, this isn't a soap, this is a podcast. It is, yeah. yeah. iTunes does not require you to be factually sound when becoming a podcast. So maybe Yoda M, you should check your sources because we are indeed a sanctified yes. podcast. Go to Wikipedia and look up podcasts. Yeah. Maybe you should reply
1: and just reply yeah. <laughs> with the Wikipedia link of what a podcast is. <laughs> oh, let's let's start it. a little Yeah, let's something. start a
0: work with Yoda M. Um, so that's, that's only the first one.
1: There's
0: more. The second one is from a member of our trivia team, (gasps) who you might know as my cousin, Jonathan. Okay. Aw, Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. Hey. He writes, hey, assholes. (laughs) Just wanted to thank you for all the trivia questions you have answered since starting your podcast. Cue... Things that didn't happen (laughs) here. As a member of your Tuesday trivia team, I am concerned that the -the off-the-beaten-path president content of your podcast, while greatly entertaining, is not actually giving you information that will be useful for your trivia questions. Do you think the information you are gathering will be useful to the trivia team? And if so, when? Sincerely, Concerned in Tonka Bay. Well, Jonathan, um, thanks for being such a devoted fan that you clearly don't follow us on Facebook because we have posted... Every time we have contributed to said trivia team through the use of this podcast, there's photographic proof. Yep. Um, so suck it, and, <laughs> um, we'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's that one. Um, and I guess now it would be, a
1: if there's more, feel free to read more, but yeah. just the segue to explain to, if this is your first time tuning in, new listener, um, to explain You might have been a little confused. Why are they talking about Yoda? I thought this was about presidents and possibly assholes. Um, Lauren does a really good spiel on this, so I'm passing it off to her.
0: But going to pass the book. Explain. The podcast is not about assholes. We are the assholes, as you may have picked up from our fan mail, everyone addressing us as such. And each week we pick a different president to research because... We are on a trivia team, which you heard a disgruntled member uh, bring up, Mm -hmm. and we contribute little to nothing, as again, you probably picked up from that hate mail that we received. And so we decided to educate ourselves, because there's always at least one question about presidents at every trivia. So we thought, let's become an asset to the team, let's research different presidents, and bring that forth. And yeah, it doesn't seem to be greatly appreciated, but we've learned a lot and we have contributed. I've grown as a person. Yeah. And, um, so this week we have picked another president, per usual. That president is the fourth president of the United States, James Madison. We're going back. We're going back. We got number four here. 1809 to 1817. Mm-hmm. So take a journey with us, yeah. listener.
1: Sit on down. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Feel free after this episode to write us all of your complaints um, or nice things. I'm going to open the door to that. Maybe compliments. Yeah, uh, compliments would be great. We we did get one neutral email.
1: Neutral. It was neither
0: a compliment nor an insult. It was from my father. Okay, I'll and take it. And it's that. a trivia question. Oh no! If you want to hear it, I yeah. Let's or we go. can do it later. No, let's trivia trivia away so my father was watching final jeopardy and the category was u.s presidents the question was though he graduated from high school in 1901 and later to the presidency he never graduated from college and my father notes all three contestants got it wrong but i got it right can you get it without research 1901 that's when he graduated high school didn't go to college. And your dad got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. Now, I'm in a, ineligible because I knew I would read this to you, so I wanted to have the answer prepared. Oh, perfect. So it's really so just it's to show just how, how incompetent Melissa is. hmm Because I have no idea. Well, that's okay because we haven't researched this president yet. Okay. Um, Harry Truman. Harry Truman. Right? We right didn't do him. No, we haven't. Good. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page <laughs> of who we've researched. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Truman.
1: All right. So I think he did Okay. Like, without having gotten a higher
0: education. Who's to say? Yeah. But you know who did do okay? Who? James Madison. Oh my gosh, yes. Should we take What a, a, a treat? What a treat. Um, real quick, though, um, coming
1: out of Presence and Assholes, mm-hmm. another aspect of this podcast is that Lauren and I enjoy a bevy, oh, yes. uh, right. a little cocktail, we wet our whistle mm-hmm. um, throughout the podcast, and today... It is Sunday uh, around noon as we usually find ourselves recording at this time and drinking at this time. And
0: what wh- what are we drinking? These are whiskey sours. So, so good. we chose this because James Madison claimed to drink a pint of whiskey per day. So we weren't going to drink a pint of whiskey. I thought that was the whole point. (laughs) Yeah, but we know what happens when I get drunk. I get mean. Yeah. To you specifically. So we've mixed it up and made a whiskey sour. Now, what you may be thinking is, where's Evan? Tell us what's in it. Evan, once again, is not here. And we don't really know what's in it because we just bought whiskey sour We bought a whiskey sour mix. mix. (laughs) Um, From what I read on the bottle, it's lemon
1: and bitters lemon juice and bitters. That's about it. And then mix whiskey, whiskey, Two
0: gingers. Mm
1: -hmm. It's good. I like it a lot.
0: So drink along. And um, before, I guess, we really kick things off, Melissa, you normally do a cheers. Yes. I've got it all prepared. Um, We're going to cheers. So
1: another thing, listener, I'm getting ahead of myself. We used to record on Polk Street Mm -hmm. um, as James K. Polk, a past president. Who is uh, Polk? Who is Polk? That's question for another time but we have moved and unfortunately while we were looking at real estate we did not necessarily pick a place based off of president's last name Mm -hmm. so at first glance when I say I live on Fremont Street you'd be like what does that mean that means nothing to me but it should because actually John C. Fremont was a former United States senator who was the Republican candidate that ran against Buchanan
0: Oh wow! And he was
1: actually the first candidate of the anti-slavery Republican Party for the office of the President of the United States. He did not win. Yeah, but totally. I think at some point he will deserve his own episode, since we live on his street. I love it. So, so to, to Fremont. Mr. Fremont.
0: Thank you, sir.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you
0: for trying. Thank you for trying. You know, you win some,
1: you lose some, and John C. Fremont
0: lost some. he Sure did. Um we did fabulous But there's someone who didn't lose the presidency. Yes. Oh that segue. Seamless Mm. segue. Loved it. And the person that I'm referring to is James Madison, our fourth president, our author of the Bill of Rights, our shortest president. He was a little man with a big brain. Um, do you know how tall he was? Uh, five feet, four inches. You know who else is five feet, four inches? You? Me. Wait, Lauren, stand up. I want to visualize him. This is a bad bit for radio. (laughs) 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 Uh, This is
1: a radio Alright, All right, later today, I'll take a photo of Lauren so (laughs) that we can all together visualize just how ridiculously short this man was.
0: (laughs) Um, Ridiculously short and ridiculously light. Light? He weighed less than the average American teenage girl. And I'll let you know the average American teenage girl weighs 130 pounds. So how much do you think he weighed? Less. Um,
1: 120. Lower. Shh. No, he didn't have like. Was he missing limbs at this point? (laughs) Did he have a hollow leg? He weighed less than 100 pounds. If he drank a pint of whiskey a day, I. This man is a medical
0: marvel. (laughs) How do you do it? Where do you put? it Yeah, because you're
1: so little, you put that much alcohol in you, and then you don't have the weight to like support it.
0: Yeah.
1: How did he rule our country? I feel like he just like would be
0: blasted blasted every day. Yeah, you would think, but he he figured it out, I suppose. He wasn't
1: like a super healthy guy, though. Like, even though he was small. Because I saw that he was a freaking, frequent victim of nasty stomach aches, which I just love that description. Like It
0: was probably his failing liver. <laughs> 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 My stomach aches are nasty. Yeah, that <laughs> is not a stomach ache. <laughs> uh, you were actually a huge liver damage. And he would also
1: weather attacks that resembled epilepsy.
0: Yeah, I saw so, that like, too. Why not just say he had epilepsy. Well, I, I believe it's because they didn't have the technology back then to like really determine what it was. So like reading about it now in the future, we're like, oh, that seems like, yeah, that's fair. You know, that seems like you probably had epilepsy.
1: Couldn't they like have suggested like, maybe you should eat a sandwich, like put, like eat more. (laughs) I don't know if that affects epilepsy, but I'm just worried about how Thin
0: this man. Is. But maybe he ate a lot, but has super high metabolism. Yeah, Don't be a body I shamer. Hate those you know. People. Just kidding. <laughs> the whole eat a sandwich thing that's that's rude. You that's know, rude. Anyway. Oh my gosh,
1: completely. I'm just worried about his nasty stomach aches. I assume that's just like stomach rot
0: from or yeah. substantial liver damage. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. He is clearly not super healthy. <laughs> um, but he was a trendsetter. Yeah. He was the first president to wear pants um what did they wear before pants pantaloons so those are oh. like those shorts and they stop at like the knee and then they, they wear socks up to the knee
1: so he was the first
0: person like, uh-uh. he's like this cloth all straight, the way to the ground i'm getting regular cloth to the ground pants first pants. pants wearing prez i like that yeah i like that too um
1: he said he wore the pants
0: <laughs> in the united states
1: senate you could, but actually, a lot of people said that he didn't.
0: Aww. They said his wife
1: Dolly ran show. Oh well, Dolly, like Dolly Madison, like of any of the first ladies,
0: like that's the one you know. I didn't know her, but reading a lot about her, I have a lot of opinions. Okay, you want to hear them? You can start unpacking for sure. Okay, so Dolly Madison and um, James Madison were. Very far apart in age, which is not abnormal. We've talked about a couple presidents who have married young. Um, But do you know how we met, Dolly? How? Through former Vice President Aaron Burr. So Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Sir. (laughs) So James Madison and Jefferson were really tight buddies. um, And Aaron Burr was Jefferson's Vice President, while Madison was Secretary of State, so they... Um, hung out a lot. They also both, they were Princeton classmates, Burr and Madison. Oh, so oh Princeton. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what saying. Like that. <laughs> um, sorry to our listener if you're from Princeton, I'm sure you're down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're really approachable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Aaron Burr used to frequent what I've researched they're calling a boarding house that Dolly's mother owned. How yes but why like Aaron Burr is a boarding house for young ladies wink wink that's what I'm thinking I'm Mm, thinking it was a brothel because (laughs) Aaron Burr was known for being very rich and I mean he went to Princeton his parents passed away when he was young but he like came up in a very bougie lifestyle so why is he at a boarding house let alone frequently mm-hmm it, uh, it's, it's it begs the question. It raises the question. No, that's not what begs the question means. It doesn't <laughs> beg the question, but
1: it does raise a question. That's right. I corrected myself.
0: <laughs> so um, Aaron Burr introduces James Madison to Dolly Madison, and Dolly was known for throwing tons of parties at the White House Yeah, and having this this um i forget what they called it i didn't write it down but she provided drinks and beverages and one in particular that was like her signature drink that everyone said had a very special effect on them absinthe that's not n- no they called it, like it's um it's not like a drink i've ever heard of it's um like they called it like dolly's special box or like <laughs> I don't that. like that. Well, that's, that's not what it was. Just, I told you, I didn't write
1: it down, but it's okay, not a fair. real. Thing. Well, I just like I was thinking special effect, like hallucinogens, like.
0: Are they just like? Well, yeah, it felt great. Maybe. Like I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what it actually was. It didn't get into that, um, but it seems like I'm getting the impression from Dolly that she was in the sex, drugs, alcohol <laughs> world and that dang
1: you know she she was one one of like most
0: beloved first
1: ladies in the history of the white house
0: yeah i read that but who wouldn't be if you're like this flirtatious and you are you buxom (laughs) (laughs) buxom about did anyone call her buxom i must know i didn't i have nothing to corroborate whether or not she was buxom okay well, I'll say she's buxom
1: until our fact-checkers prove us differently. And they will. And they will. They are hot at work right now. Um, will you know that she was also the first person to ever be coined First Lady? Wait, explain that to me. So, Zachary Taylor, he's the president that I don't think we've done yet? No, we have not. He coined the term, but there was a journalist who popul- popularized it like nearly 30 years later. And it was just this, like, idea of him just saying, like, she was the first lady, um, it's just how he talked about her, which I think is kind of, like, an insult to all the technically first ladies before her, like, <laughs> Martha Washington and, like, everyone else, because... The three others. Yeah, three, three other first ladies. That's fair. But just, like, to be like, this is the first real lady that's been in the White House is
0: just, like, kind of a huge diss yeah. on yep. everyone else. That is super rude. Um, I I found the article that I was um, talking about with Dolly, her Can special I? drink. That's
1: awesome. Can I finish my first lady bit, though? Oh, yeah. Same. They actually do have a term for if we were to ever have our first female president. Okay. What do you think it would be? Madam president. No, 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 no. For <laughs> this. Oh, I said that so wrong. So we have our first female president, right. and then what do we call her husband? First man.
0: Gentlemen. First gentleman. First mm-hmm. gentleman. Sure. Sure. First lady. First gentleman. There you go. That makes sense.
1: There you go. That is the favored phrase.
0: That's really interesting to me. Tell me about the drink. Oh, it was called The Magical Influence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Yay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll say.
1: There's she, some questionable <laughs> things about that
0: title. Yeah. She had so many parties. They were called, like, regular parties. They called them Mrs. Madison's Wednesday Nights or quote squeezes what i know those were what they called her regular parties back in the day they were like very vocal about things. <laughs> like everything here suggests that she and mr madison met at a brothel mm-hmm. and she's a she was a wild one yeah but likable you know, but do you also know like It's weird,
1: but um, James Madison was, like, kind of equally, like, weird and, like, doing things with, like, drugs and alcohol, too. I found that there was, like, an 1804 party thrown in Jefferson's honor. And there was a journalist there who, like, kind of, like, wrote down, like, things that were said or happening. And there was just, like, a point where... this was before he was president, but it was Secretary Madison. He like voiced this desire to find out how many glasses of champagne would be necessary to trigger a headache the next day. I'm
0: and the same thing.
1: I love it. But you just like try to do this experiment, walking around to people being like, hey, like you drink three, you drink four, you drink five. Like I just and then like report back to me.
0: But also it's like, why are you testing this with, with champagne when you drink a pint of whiskey <laughs> <a laughs> Maybe it has no effect like, on him. I couldn't find how many glasses it actually took. Did you find that?
1: No. It's unknown if anyone present ever actually tried the experiment.
0: Man, like, I wish somebody would like the old how many licks to get to the center of the Tootsie Roll. What we should have
1: done for this podcast is just brought out a bottle of champagne and gone back and forth and then shown up to work tomorrow and been like, do you have a headache? That's a missed opportunity for sure. Uh Oh, did you? No.
0: I saw the car alarm was
1: about to start. (laughs) I was really stressed. But, listener, this is a fun ask to you, if you're ever at a party and want to do this for us, bring a bottle of champagne and just yeah. like start passing it around and telling people to report back if they have headaches the next day. We can finish what
0: James Madison started. <laughs> wow. What a legacy. <laughs> to carry that torch would be of the highest honor. And, uh, so they were both kind of party animals mm-hmm. is what I'm getting from that. I can go to um, my
1: presidential desk. Oh, which comes yeah. out of a party.
0: Mm-hmm, let's hear it. Once again, I'm sure
1: James Madison did a lot of wonderful things for, like, founding this country, but I could only find, like, different, like, anecdotes from parties that were held at the White
0: House. To be fair, it's not like there was a ton to do at the time. Yeah. Like, the war was over, he grew up like that. Everyone was partying. It's not like yeah. there was prohibition yet. <laughs> he had a great presidency. It was a solid
1: time to be be alive. Yeah, I mean, but with the slavery still happening and all the diseases, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. but not to him personally. Oh yeah, he wasn't a slave, so he had a great presidency.
1: <laughs> so this is unfortunately This is back before he was president. Again, he was Secretary of State okay. before he was president. But one time he had to cover the cost of this visiting Tunisian diplomat, and I'm, I cannot say. name of this person. I won't make you. But so this person was accompanied by several concubines whose expenses like Madison had to justify to then president, President Jefferson. It's like in his like, it's kind of like if you do an expense report at work and you have to like kind of write like where, why did you, it cost you this much to do something. He just wrote that it was justified because it was appropriations for foreign intercourse. (laughs)
0: See, but he could get away with that because him and Jefferson were
1: besties. Yeah, and that's just like hilarious yeah. to me. It's just being like, I don't even know if that's a diss. It's just a wit. It, I it's like super
0: it. witty. I like it. I like that he wasn't taking the job too seriously, and he knew we could pal around with, with Jefferson. But like, I'm sure there are people that are like, our tax dollars are going towards
1: <laughs> concubines. <laughs> so, like, America, if you ever complain about taxes, don't like back in the day, you were
0: paying for like. No, we weren't. I don't think anyone today paid for that i don't think any of those those taxpayers are still alive let alone listening to this i'm just
1: saying people complain about where their tax dollars go on a regular basis yeah
0: but sometimes you gotta have fun you gotta let loose you gotta especially when you got you know your bff in office totally just like a couple of bros (laughs) i
1: like that like the dynamics between just what i read between jefferson and madison was just like
0: Really fun. Yeah, they're like neighbors as well.
1: Oh my gosh, of like, course. Montpelier
0: and Monticello I think were thirty miles from each other. Which considering they were plantations is like next <laughs> <Fair> door. <laughs> if they were alive today, they would have a podcast. Yeah, they're like us. They're just Wait, like who's, us. Who's who? Um I think that I'm Jefferson okay. or Madison. I'll say it. Because I think that I take the lead on this podcast. I would agree with that. And Jefferson was president while Madison was secretary of state. So yeah. Jefferson's kind of the lead I, in I, that sense. I it does not
1: insult me. It takes a lot of responsibility God. off of my plate and I gladly let it fly.
0: Just say because I do the intros and outros. <laughs> That's, really a <laughs> That's a lot. That's
1: uh, a lot. Did just randomly, like, no segue out of that. Okay. Um, do you know that both of his vice presidents died while he was in office? I did know that. That's one
0: of the notes I took here, which <laughs> is also very sketchy. I raised an eyebrow to that. <laughs> I saw no cause of death for either of them. No. Which is also worrisome that it, that was hard
1: to dig up. Do you think it was Dolly Madison's? <laughs> What was it called? Influence? <laughs> Magical
0: influence? <laughs> it could be. Like I, I was looking for it, and it was just all it mentioned was that they both died there, and that one of them, Eldridge Jerry. Oh yeah. He. That's who they named gerrymandering after. Which, for
1: those who don't know, it is a terrible practice where states are literally broken up in the weirdest sort of line segments to influence where you can vote and how you vote and it's just a way for parties to really sort of influence how they are gonna like rig the elections
0: it's really messed up yeah so it it tips the scales in your favor when you can redistrict your state to um, get more of your supporters voting for you and less of your supporters voting um, for you at all and so he did that when he ran for governor. And that's all I could find. Yeah.
1: I was just real quick, the thing about gerrymandering that really frustrates me, though, is, like, no side, whether you're, like, Republican or Democrat, like, is against it. Because, like, you can always use it to turn the tides, like, in your favor. So nobody really comes out against it. It's so frustrating. All right. But we don't talk politics. That's really political for
0: this podcast. I'm
1: so sorry. You know that.
0: I, um, t- I don't I don't know
1: what came over me. Let's talk about... Um, that he used secret codes. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I did know that. I was super paranoid. And so he created this cipher that he used to, like, write a lot of his correspondence. Once again, it's, like, the cutest little, like, best friends between, like, <laughs> Jefferson and Madison. Like, I just picture, like, two boys, like, up in a treehouse, like, doing their secret codes back and forth. But I actually found a website because I wanted to see, like, what this code was, if I could, like, learn it and yes. decipher it. Excellent. So I went to this page, and it is they take one of his letters and they try to talk you through the code and my brain was complete garbage like I don't get it but the one thing that kinda of frustrated me with this website is they're telling me that he actually employed his own code incorrectly and they go through and like show like how he had put something in the wrong column and that this was supposed to be something else and that was like in the wrong column and all this stuff and I'm like the thing about secret codes is you do it for yourself so as long as you can read it that's the person that needs to be able to
0: read the code Right. Also, he was drunk because he had a <laughs> bind of whiskey and he weighed less than 100 pounds. So, uh, there are bound to be errors in his secret codes. <laughs> that just cracked me out that this one
1: guy is just like, this guy did his own secret code incorrectly.
0: Yeah. And how do you know? Maybe that's a part of the code. Yeah. Like, like the whole I before E except after C. You know? So, this guy yeah, thinks like he cracked the code, it. but there are a couple of exceptions to the regular rules.
1: Yeah so the one that i was specifically looking at if you're list if you're interested listener i was gonna say if you're listening listener either one it's called the polyalphabetic cipher cupid all capital c-u-p-i-d okay so that is the one that he used on the letter that i was trying to learn it was over my head it was hard (laughs) So can you give us a sort of rundown into how it works? You'd mentioned columns. Yep. As Madison explained, so the cupid cipher involves columns, each beginning with the letters of the keyword, and then the columns are written horizontally within this table. And so the critical, crucial part is that these columns are regularly switched for every enciphered letter. So it changes every single time. It's kind of like a
0: cryptoquip. Yeah. Have you ever done one of those? No. Those are fun. I do those in the paper. Sounds really fun. (laughs) Okay, all right, easy. Uh, My mom clips them for me when we're on plane rides (laughs) to make sure you're entertained. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, well, that's interesting. I wish that you had been able to crack it, since this would have been a better segment where you could write something to me. I know. That, the I whole it.
1: point was going to be, mm-hmm. like, I'd slide something across, and then the rest of this podcast would be you trying to figure it out, and then, like, right at the end, it would be, like, hello. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but you didn't say that,
1: so... No. Things that didn't <laughs> happen. <laughs> you know another thing that didn't happen? Uh, wait yeah. on me. They, there's all this big noise that, like, so... The white house actually burnt to the ground while james yeah. madison was president was british being kind of dicks like came in and were like
0: they were pissed
1: bye yeah. and james madison and dolly madison survived but it's always been said that dolly madison like ran like super heroically ran into the white house and pulled down this like f- um painting of george washington and like saved the portrait of george washington that's awesome but people are saying that it was just a copy the portrait? Yeah, so it wasn't the original. Where was the original then, if not in the White House? Yeah.
0: And um, also, she still saved that. it. Like that, She still ran back into a burning building. Like That's still yeah. heroic. Well,
1: okay, and here's another thing. They're actually saying Madison instructed an enslaved servant who's a 15-year-old Paul Jennings to
0: save the painting. <laughs> um, so th- Wait, that makes Dolly even more of a hero because she's like, don't send this child in. I'll go. No, 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 to-. I'm saying
1: shh. They instructed him, and I, I think it's him that got it. Wait,
0: and they were just giving her credit because yes. she fired off the order? Yeah. They said
1: James instructed him. and I No, Madison, like so I meant Dolly Madison, I'm sorry. <sighs> oh, my God, that's godless. I know, and here's what is rumored to be what she said now to this Paul Jennings is, if not possible, destroy it, it being the painting. Um, Under no circumstance allowed to fall into the hands of the British, she told
0: him. Okay, though, I gotta say this, and it's not going to be popular, but it's just a painting. <laughs> like, it's not like it's George Washington himself. It's not like it was ashes or anything. Like, why are they taking this so seriously? Like, I'm sure it could be recreated because it's been recreated a thousand times since then. There's many portraits of George Washington, so I guess I don't really resonate with the idea that someone has to die to go get back Uh, but I guess that's their call not mine that's why I'm not in charge of the nation I'm not willing to put my life on the line like that
1: I from reading this I don't necessarily know where this copy went but it was seen as like the most heroic thing and I think like through the grapevine it went from like Paul Jennings who's that that's not important but wouldn't it's a better picture of seeing Dolly Madison like running in and carrying out this portrait of George Washington so that's like how this story changed Hmm. But you can see the original on display at the National Portrait Gallery.
0: How do they know if it's the original if they didn't even know it was the original then? This one is the
1: original. That's in the National Portrait Gallery. I don't know what happened when the one that do- dolly, in quotation marks, so Where was saved. the
0: original during this fire, then? Who had it? I don't it?
1: know. It just wasn't there.
0: <sighs> this seems... C- this is confusing to me. I don't like it. And especially if it wasn't the original anyway. Again, why are we all putting our... Okay. I, I don't know where the original is versus the copy, but I do know <laughs> I how to how to, I know how to tell them apart.
1: Okay, there's a typo in the original version that a, he then a had...
0: portrait of Washington. Yeah, was what was there? Written? There's
1: books. Um, so he the picture is him like standing in like a library and he's like mm-hmm. gesturing to like America. I don't know. Okay, and there's books behind him, mm-hmm. and one of the books, if you look closely, it's by the table leg, like, so kind of down the. Pull it up on yeah. your laptop, listener. Um, it's the one that's titled The Constitution and the Laws of the United States. And they misspelled states. It's uni- It's United and then S-A-T-E-S. Sets. Okay.
0: Um, that sucks.
1: <laughs> and that's how they know that the one that Dolly Madison and Paul Jennings saved is not the original because when there were copies made, he was like, I misspelled that. <laughs> can we please make that states? That's why he's a painter
0: and not a writer. Exactly. (laughs) Why
1: even put (laughs) words like just have books look like books?
0: And if this was truly a portrait that he was actually taking of Washington, did anyone think that the Constitution of the United States maybe had a typo on it? Like maybe that wasn't this painter's fault, and the other painter chose to correct the error that the writers of the Constitution <laughs> made. Hmm. I, I've seen National Treasure, so I've seen the United States Constitution. I hope Yoda M's not listening. He would be pissed at this <laughs> sort of speculation.
1: He's <laughs> I mean, no he's longer like,
0: listening. Yeah.
1: How do you know it's a he?
0: Well, uh the only other Yoda I know is a he. So I'm assuming it's a male okay. name, but I don't know. You're right. It could be like the name Chris. It could be a boy or a girl. That's right. It's tough to tough to say. The only Yoda I know
1: is like this ambiguous frog-like creature. No, Yoda. What <laughs> like what would you say Yoda like Oh, we're just going to piss off Yoda, so we should stop this conversation <laughs> yeah. completely.
0: And we're going to get sued by Lucasfilms. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't want that sort of litigious burden on my shoulders, so let's let's move okay. on. Well, that ends my assignment of things that didn't, didn't happen. happen. Um, okay, speaking of things that didn't happen and speaking of writing, we were talking about yes. um, writing the yeah. Constitution. Great segue. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Madison actually wrote the first inaugural address of the United States. He wrote Washington's inaugural address. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't that cool? Um, But he didn't write Washington's second inaugural address or Washington's farewell speech because they were in separate political parties and throughout the course of Washington's um, tenure as president, they drifted apart because... They did not see eye to eye.
1: And I feel like it's also a thing, like, he's getting really close with Jefferson. It's kind of like, all right,
0: you've... And then Hamilton and Washington were like, thick as thieves. That's right, like,
1: you pick your
0: friend group, and it like, things get torn apart. Yeah, they were rivals, those two. (gasps) They're separate political parties, you know? Exactly. You wouldn't see that today. You wouldn't see...
1: I do think that's cool, though, like, someone from what inherently became a separate political party writing a speech for someone... Who has completely different views.
0: Well, at the time, they didn't realize like, how separated they were. Right. I totally. Um, uh, what else? I find uh, something. Oh, he's the oh. only signer of the Declaration of Independence that is buried in Washington, D.C. So that's interesting. Do you know where he's buried? In Washington, D. No, D. but where in Washington, D.C.? Oh, I don't know. Oh, do you?
1: No, I was just doing the thing oh. you do, where I say a fact, and then okay. you have a follow-up question, and I just
0: scramble. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I don't know. A cemetery <laughs> in D.C. Can you give me the street address? <laughs> um, Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, fact I don't okay. know. Don't, don't piss off Yoda M., okay? <laughs> <laughs> Did
1: wanna... you know that Madison, another reason why I think I am a Madison, he loved ice cream.
0: Yeah, Which was actually, like, a really hard thing to come by. Because they had to, like, churn it and there was no, like, really good refrigeration devices, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I'm going to give you some options of what Dolly Madison's favorite flavor was. Do you already already know. know it? read this too but it's disgusting we okay so we have um a couple of episodes where we talk about presidents who have favorite snacks and it'll be something like a bowl of soup where you're like that's not a snack (laughs) it was oh nixon was like cottage cheese (laughs) yeah ketchup snacks so finally we have a president in house i would maybe not call this so much a snack as i would a treat but it's definitely within that sort of um Mm -hmm. indulgent category so i was on board i was like okay finally working with the president, and then you read the flavors, and you're like, why? Why would you choose this flavor? And I don't want to steal your thunder, so I want you to explain to the listener what this ice cream flavor was. That's so outrageous. It's just, I'll just,
1: I'll just rip the bandit off. Her favorite flavor was oyster.
0: Like, does anything sound more disgusting than oyster ice cream?
1: And like, you know, back in the day, it was like, not like, fake flavoring. They like took oysters. And like dumped it dumped in it milk it. and
0: then churned it for like hours on the end. And then the last was like, oh lovely, what a treat. So effing gross. Like I'm a frequent watcher of cooking shows, <laughs> most notably top chef. And there's an ice cream challenge and there's always one person who picks something disgusting. There's been a year where somebody did sriracha ice cream. Ugh. There's a year someone did bacon avocado ice cream. But I think Oyster ice cream is the most offensive ice cream I've ever heard about.
1: Well, I think it also just like speaks to like why people are drinking this Dolly Madison drink so much is because like she's bringing out oyster ice cream. They're like eating it. they like, like, good lord, I'm going to die. This is the grossest thing I've ever put in my body. And so, like, the only other thing they have is like her special drink,
0: and they're like, please don't be oysters. Or they're like, if I'm gonna eat that, I'm gonna need to be out of my mind. Yeah, like, I. <laughs> it's gonna be like a drunk like hangover drink it's like <laughs> drinking one of evan's concoctions you know it's just <laughs> disgusting and you regret it but they're right there so you don't want exactly. to hurt your feelings oh my gosh so just like no it's fine if evan
1: had done the cocktail for today it would have been like oysters with like oh, vodka
0: gross. <laughs> no it would have been whiskey and oysters
1: <laughs> he loves it, it would have been oh it's what was the whiskey we used with him it was in the plastic bottle
0: james bean is that right? James
1: Help me. Jim Bean.
0: <laughs> James Bean is the we're, higher end. Right? We're not on the uh, nickname level yet. I just, I know him by James, Mr. Bean. <laughs> we're talking about James Madison. I think it's a fair mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, So here's another interesting thing. Okay. You may recall we did an episode about a president who was on the $100,000 bill. Yes. Do you remember this? This is our buddy... Thomas Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow. Woodrow was on the one hundred thousand dollar bill, and we talked about how there were these really large amounts of currency uh, back in the day before they invented wire transferring. That pretty mm-hmm. much just stayed within um, the government institutions. Not like anybody had a one hundred thousand dollar bill, but there were many of these large denominations. One of them was the five thousand dollar bill. And do you know who was depicted? On that bad boy? Um, if it's conducive to this podcast, <laughs> right? it's probably James Madison. Oh, you nailed it. Well done. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shh, we're podcasting here. <laughs> Stop watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I got bored. Um, yeah, James Madison was on the $5,000 bill, which they stopped printing in 1945, so around the time they were doing wire transfers instead of having these large denominations. But in 2010 one of these puppies went to auction. <laughs> Woohoo! Do you know how much it sold for? $5,000. No. Oh, dang it. It sold for a Woodrow. <gasps> $100,000 somebody paid for a $5,000 bill.
1: So someone had a Woodrow, and they traded it in for James <laughs> Um
0: I didn't get the details on how, how they, they paid for it. it. I assume it was with a Woodrow Wilson $100,000 bill. And, um, I mean, there's... <laughs> Couldn't find the evidence on it, but yeah. So he has really grown in terms of how much he's worth. You know, they put him on the five thousand. People today are paying exponentially higher mm-hmm. to get one of those puppies. I just I don't know why, but you calling dollars puppies
1: is just. I'm not calling
0: dollars puppies. I'm calling
1: five thousand dollars. I don't know puppies. It tickles me. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing, since we're harking back to like past presents we've talked about. Yeah. Do you remember Tippy Canoe and Tyler too? How could I forget? And like how his whole thing was like, let's let's get drunk mm-hmm. or log cabin. That's great. Actually, James Madison blamed losing the election when he was running to be in the House of Delegates to the fact that he didn't give out alcohol to voters. So we thought that was like a unique thing, but I think really back in the day, how you got votes was giving out alcohol.
0: Yeah, well, because it excuse their judgment. Their judgment's impaired and it's like, yeah, hello for think of all the broken promises you've made at the bar. Yeah. Put yourself in the situation, you're at the bar and you see someone that you met freshman year of college and you guys weren't f- really friends, but you kind of knew each other throughout college and you see them and you're like, Oh my god, hi how I you been sound like do you that. live around here? I'm, we should totally hang out. Yes, for sure. Give me your number. Like let's hang out. The next morning you're like, you're not Fucking hanging out with her. <laughs> I didn't hang out with her when we lived on the same campus. I'm not gonna go out of my way. I feel like it's like that. You get yeah. drunk here. Like, oh, okay, I'm like, to totally vote for you. Everything stands. Like. Of course. And then election day, you're like, shit. I can't believe I told him would to give him my vote. Small community at the time. I don't know how anonymous this truly was. Um, so, because
1: it's kind of so. And if you want to hear like the most eloquently description, eloquent mm-hmm. description that James Madison used for um, why he would not um, give booze out to people is because it was a common custom known as swiling the planters with bumbo.
0: That is complete gibberish and <laughs> especially if you were drunk and someone was going around saying that, I would not vote for you. Yeah, I, I feel like i don't know language you're speaking, man. I'll <laughs> not swile these planters with this bumbo.
1: Bumbo? Can we just swile? Has- <laughs> 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 They're people and what's Bumbo. <laughs> don't
0: know what you're talking about.
1: That's why I'm like James Madison. Yeah. <laughs> talk like people.
0: <laughs> yeah, talk like people, James Madison. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Let alone let you run this country. You can't even talk right. Um so we are coming up on time. Oh shoot. But I there's okay well go no what do you have but there's you one more silver on? lining
1: do you okay. remember paul jennings who i mentioned earlier who no technically he was the slave that technically saved oh, the washington yeah? portrait mm-hmm. he actually and this like happy stance i didn't even like the happenstance not happy stance just came across <laughs> this right now he actually wrote the first white house memoir okay go go on <laughs> no that's just like that's cool like oh he Madison raised him to be literate, and he was able to like he wrote. So he wrote a, a memoir about his life in the White House. Yeah, as a slave. Uh huh. But it was the first one, cause like like we talked like George Washington, like everyone had someone like right. write about them. This was like someone who Pops actually Weems. In, he was in the White House, and the title of it was A Colored Man's Reminiscence of James Madison.
0: Is this on Amazon anywhere? could be didn't you once say you ordered something from that yeah no that's something? very fair billy beer
1: yeah i canceled it i got creeped out it's a whole thing <sighs> come on no no the thing is like i gave it was my old address and i was yeah. waiting for it and it wasn't coming and so i like sent an email and i was just like hey like can i have an update because i never got like an initial like i got the amazon confirmation or not amazon the ebay confirmation mm-hmm. but i never like normally you are reached out by the person who's selling it and I got like nothing, but I had the correspondence like from eBay. Hmm. Nothing. All right, that is skeptical. But I saw something that I'm thinking for our new place might be worth it. Okay. It's on Etsy and it's like, a Billy beer can with like the it's like a wood thing that you put on your wall and you can like open your cans in the ca- and the like, bottle cap falls
0: into the can of Billy beer we need that we need that in this room okay. this podcasting room that's what I'm thinking and it's collect a- our presidential memorabilia in here we'll get something Billy for each president we do so we did Jimmy Carter which is where the Billy, Billy beer comes up. from okay. We'll get Parson Weems' auto f- <laughs> myth filled auto or myth filled biography. What if we
1: just had li- a presidential library in here? <laughs> yes.
0: Now we're cooking. Now it's already become better. This is great. Um, we're definitely doing that. Um, anything else that you would like to share before no. I go into everyone's favorite segment? Oh, last words. Duh. So, Not we have the, the last words of Mr. Madison, who died in 1836. And his last words were nothing but a change of mind, my dear. I'm gonna get that tattooed on my arm today. Yeah. Good, good. That sounds <laughs> great. Um, it was in response to his niece because they were eating breakfast and he was having trouble swallowing it. She's like, oh, what's wrong? He's like, nothing but a change of mind, my dear. Like, didn't want her to worry. Like, I'm fine. Done. Should <laughs> <laughs> be terrifying. At the table. <laughs> yeah, right then and there. Yeah. It was, uh, it was this like, is- I changed my mind.
1: I don't want to live anymore. Yep. Not into it. And Please feed right down into <laughs> porridge.
0: Oh, that's terrible. I'm so. <laughs> it's okay. It's all in good fun. It is. Yoda doesn't listen anymore, so yeah. we're fine. And we're safe. This a is a safe, safe space. space. Yes. <laughs> all right well that brings us to the end of madison which was so fun i'm glad we got to turn back time a little bit going yeah. to the fourth presidency i liked um, it. it was super fun it's nice to be recording again a so nice hiatus record- yeah short hiatus we will be back on our weekly cadence i promise you that yep and um, do you want to bring out the old wheel here? Well, we've got it, like, pretty much installed in yeah, here now. Do you want to give it s- the old spin? I love
1: spinning it. OK, right. ready? Yeah. And I'm going. Here we go. I
0: oh,
1: hope it's an early one again. I wonder if it's, like, when we've already done. No, we can't do one. I one know we won't.
0: I we'll just, like, just spin it's again.
1: getting close. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Ah! Awesome. this one will be good Franklin Delano Roosevelt the old
0: FDR, FDR. I love it I'm very excited Our about that 32nd president that'll be episode number 11 mm-hmm. FDR FDR. Um, FDR well that was great yeah. thanks for coming back to work here Melissa oh. uh, at this wonderful company we've started called Presidents and Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good great to be back, back in the office um, listener, thank you for listening and for your patience or maybe not your patience if the said listener is Yoda M. <laughs> and um do we do a cheers out? Yeah, wow, No, we can yes. so God bless America. Alright, we're gonna do the old God God, God bless, bless America. America. Yes. Alright, um, listener, normally we hear the theme song and we play something silly from our sound check, but there's something so important. This is not even
1: a joke. I
0: completely forgot the
1: funnest fact I had on James Madison, so I'll do this real quick. So, um, it's actually rumored that Dolly Madison, who we talked about quite frequently on this episode, um, actually haunts the rose gardens of the White House, and that's because, um, back in the day, do you remember Woodrow Wilson, his wife Ellen, who basically was the president, yeah. When Woodrow was uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> um, she wanted to have that rose garden replaced during her tenure as First Lady. Of course,
0: because she had to change everything. It so the new so wife. Annoying.
1: New wife comes in, yeah. wants it all different. Everything. Make it theirs. But when she, they, like, dispatched these workmen to carry out the orders, they said that Dolly showed up and reportedly scared them into leaving it alone. And Ellen would be like, get rid of these roses. And, like, they were like, no, like, you do it. Like, we're terrified.
0: So each of the workers actually identified... Dolly, and mm-hmm. said, like, this is Dolly Madison. Yeah. That's great How? Because, uh. like, years apart, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, like, flipping back to my Woodrow page. And he was president in 1913 to 1921. And this was 1809 to 1817 that Madison was president. We're going from the fourth president to the 28th president.
1: Yep. And the thing is, I think it was, like, they saw, like, a ghost of a woman, and they're just like, yikes. And then they're like, wait, this is Dolly Madison's Rose Garden. It has not been changed or, like, uprooted since.
0: So they didn't, like, recognize Dolly herself. They were just like, there's this woman, maybe dressed in 1800s garb. Yes, I could tell by the stitch and the cut of the gown. (laughs) She was eating oyster ice cream. (laughs) She had a bowl of oyster ice cream, and she stares at them, and she's like do touch these roses <laughs> and that's basically it and there's like a so lot they never so the rose garden does it stand to this day um google it googling google it i have to know because that's a powerful ghost that's some That is some magical influence if you will Ugh. This might
1: take a longer than we have for this ending thing, but I will follow up um, on Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. And there. all I will say is Dolly's garden
0: still lives. It's going to be so cool. I hope it does. Okay. All, right. all right. See you, listener. Bye. <laughs>